He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our adoration. There is none like this, our God. Father, we magnify you. Let's thank him for this gathering. The Bible says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is reward. It's a gift from God. Let's thank God for all our children that he has blessed us with. Thank him for the pregnant women. We thank you, Father, for our pregnant women in our midst. Thank God for those that are looking on to the Lord, even for the fruit of the womb. Because the Bible says, forever, O God, thy word is settled. None shall be barren according to your word. You said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. It's a commandment from you, Father. So just bless you this morning. Just let us magnify him. Why don't you bring the spirit this morning? You do not even know what to pray. I do not even know what to say. But the spirit searches the deep things. The deep things, the deep things. He searches and he brings them out. See, they go from strength to strength. As you appear before him in Zion, the Bible says we go from strength to strength. From strength to strength. We have not come to seek him in vain this morning. Why don't you come with an expectance in your heart? Those on side, those that are watching, why don't you begin to build up your faith in the Holy Ghost this morning? Father, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you. Ask him to fill your heart this morning. Fill me up this morning. Fill up my spirit, my soul. Fill me up, fill me up, oh God. Fill me up, oh God. Set my heart, my heart on fire for you, oh God. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just listening to this song this morning. And I would just like us to just take it as a prayer before we move forward this morning. It says, maybe the choir will help me. Set my heart on fire for you. That is the name of the song. We're going to just talk to the Lord this morning. But it's just, it's going to be like a prayer this morning.
my heart on fire for you. I want to know your ways. I want to know your mind. When we know the mind of God, when we know the ways of God, it makes things easy for us. Say, I want to be like you, O oh God. I want to be more like you, Father Lord. That is my prayer this morning. When we align with his word, when we align with who he is, then things begin to fall into place for us. Lines begin to fall into pleasant places for us. Yes, we've come today to Zion. We've come to his presence this day. But he wants us to be like him. He wants us to walk in his ways. He wants us to do his will. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For it to be done, then we have to align with the ways of God. With the mind of God. We need to obey his word. We need to do his will at all times. That is our prayer this morning, oh God. We want to be more like you. We want to do that which is pleasing in your sight, oh God. Fill our hearts this morning, oh God, as we pour our hearts to you, Father. Thank you, immortal Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. That's our prayer this morning, Father. To be more like our God. Yes, we have so many needs. We've come with maybe heavy hearts, with burdens. But the number one thing is for us even to be like our God. To do that which is pleasing in his sight. To be where he wants us to be. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome again to August 2022, the month of Shemoni. We've been talking about super abundant fertility. And um, a few scriptures were given concerning, you know, this thing. One of the scriptures is Genesis. It's in Genesis one twenty-eight. Genesis one twenty-eight. It says, "Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth." Another scripture. I have here, which I mentioned earlier, it says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. So when I look into scriptures, you know, I was just going through the book of Genesis where we read, and um, I just, you know, observed that our God indeed is a God of fruitfulness. And this scripture is like a mandate. I said, for me, I just said it like a standing order that as, you know, when, you know, you come into the world and all, you go from one level to another level when it's time for you to get married and all that, you get married. And the next thing you're trusting God for is the, is, is the fruit of the womb. I'll just read as it came to my own, to my heart. I said, this was a divine mandate, a standing order from God. So when two become one, the next thing they are looking into in the journey of marriage is to have children. Yes, some get married, but they don't want to have children immediately. They say, okay, let me just let's enjoy ourselves and all that. Some get married, maybe because of their studies or they're still having some things they're doing and they're not ready to, you know, start having children. And some even say, oh, we don't even want to have children, especially in this part of the world. People, some people don't even want to have have children. So for one to begin to consider to have children, of course, number one, you must be married. Amen. 
marriage is key to having children. Yes, some people have children, you know, they're, they're not married and, God, and they maybe a mistake or they don't think it's necessary and you know, they have children along the, along the way. But as children of God, what God has called us to is you have to, get, you have to be married. You don't, begin to, you don't have sex before marriage. God will help us in Jesus' name. It's after you get married, that is when you know, begin to consider having children. And even for the singles, maybe you're of marriageable age, even before you get married, you can start praying, you know, about you know, what you're trusting God for. There's nothing wrong in you praying that God, you know, I'm trusting you for a husband. When the man comes, you know, this is what I'm praying for. Maybe I want, I want to have twins. I want, you know, all those things. You have your own plan. And when you've come, of course, before you get married, you and your maybe husband-to-be or wife-to-be, you, you know, you talk about these things. And as you talk about them, you begin to pray towards them. Amen. And I just I said, yes, people who are not married do have children, but this is not the will of God. Our God indeed is the God of mercy. But as Christians, we should not continue in sin that grace may abound. Even the Christians do make mistakes. You know, they fall along the way and then they, you know, they get pregnant. And, and what do you want to do? But the Bible says you should flee all appearances of evil. And God will help us. God will help our youths. God will help our children in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And I have here, I said, number one, as I said, you must be married. But secondly, if you are listening to this message, then you need to know Jesus. Because that song we sang says, set my heart on fire for you. I want to know you, God. I want to know your ways. I want to, you know, I want to align with your word. I want to, to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. So our salvation is, is key even in this work with God. Yes, we want to have children. Are you born again? Because when you even have these children, how do you want to bring them up? So many children are going astray out there. They do not know what, they do not even know the word of God. Some know the word of God, but along the line, so things happen. But number one, after, of course you get married, but you need to know this God that we are serving. You need to surrender your life to him. The Bible says, what do we benefit if we gain the whole world? We have all the money, we have all the fame, we have everything, we have all the children, but we lose our soul. It says, is anything worth more? than your soul. Nothing is worth more than our soul. Our soul is important in this, you know, walk with God. So we need to surrender our lives to Jesus. And I have here, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, maybe you're here or you're online, I'll just, we'll just say a word of prayer. Just say, Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. You came to the world to show me the way and you died for my sins to reconcile me to God. Please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. I surrender all to you. Lead and direct me in all I do from now till eternity. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. And even as you give your life to Jesus, Jesus will lead you in all that you do and he will even lead you even in bringing up these children that he has given you or that he will give to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And as earlier said, fruitfulness is a mandate from God as I said. And when I look through the scriptures from the book of Genesis um, chapter 4 
Genesis 4 verse 1. Genesis 4 verse 1. He says, And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. And there came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was the keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So that is where, you know, children began to come forth right from the beginning. Adam and Eve were the first. They had Cain and Abel. We know the story. I don't want to go into that story. Along the line, Cain killed, you know, his brother out of jealousy. And um, further on in Genesis chapter 5, the Bible says, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, and after his image, and called his name Seth. So, Adam had Cain, of course, Abel was killed, so Seth, you know, was another child that Adam had. And further in voices, and, and the days of Adam, after he had gotten Seth, were 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. So, Adam and Eve, of course, they had sons and daughters, they had a lot of children. Amen. So, Genesis 4 and 5 focuses a lot on, on fruitfulness. From what I read in the Bible, it focuses on fruitfulness. In um, chapter 17 of 4, it says, And Cain knew his wife. That was Cain. And she conceived. And bare Enoch. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after his, his son, Enoch. The Bible says that Enoch walked. He was the one that walked with God and then later God took him away. He was very close to God. So sometimes, you know, the ways of God are not just our ways. Cain, of all people, Cain, the one that killed his brother, was the one that brought forth Enoch. Enoch that walked with God. Enoch that knew the Lord. Enoch that God did not even allow. He walked with God until God, God took him away. We, we, didn't, we do not know how he died or anything. Just says he walked with God and God took him away. Amen. So our, the God's ways are not our ways. Our God is the God of mercy. That is what I can just bring out from this. So no matter what it is we've done or we've been into, our God is still a God of mercy. And God will have mercy, will intervene in our situation, in your situation. As many as are looking and are trusting the Lord that God, this is my time. God will visit you in the mighty name of Jesus. I just want to emphasize more on just fruitfulness. That it is the will of God. It is the desire of God. And Genesis um, 6, too, in verse 2, sorry, Genesis 6, verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them as wives. Of course, some, it, there was, they derailed along the line. Of course, we know what Adam and Eve did, and now look at what is happening here. The sons of God saw the daughters of men and they started having interaction. I'm just trying to, you know, just as led by the spirit, the way I just took it in the book of Genesis, things that happened, you know, precept upon precept, amen, and God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So here, this happened, and what happened, the Lord was not happy with it. The Bible says in the book of Genesis 17, 6, he says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man who have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things and fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But verse 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I pray that we will find grace in the eyes of God in the mighty name of Jesus. 
that the grace of God will abound towards us in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says it's by grace we are saved. The Bible says Noah found grace. So after God destroyed everything, in verse 9, the Bible says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. Sorry, before he destroyed everything, he talked about Noah. He was perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. The way the Bible says Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The Bible says that the earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And of course, God destroyed, you know, and everything except Noah and his family when they entered into the ark. So after this second, another new beginning, God brought in fruitfulness again. Genesis 9, it says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful. He said it again here in Genesis 9, 1. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. 10 says, Genesis 10, talked, after, after God brought up that mandate again, something else happened in Genesis 10. Sorry, it was Genesis 11, if I'm right, about the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel, Genesis 11, where the people started, you know, they were one, God said they were one language, you know, they'd come together that, oh, this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Genesis 10, sorry, Genesis 11 from verse 1, the Bible says, and the whole earth was of one language. And this whole earth, who was it full of? Shem, Ham, Japheth, you know, their own generations were the ones that were, you know, were already multiplying at this time. And then they all came together. They were like, okay, we want to build something. Genesis 11 wants it, and the whole earth was full of one language and of one speech. Two says, and it came to pass as the journey from the east that they found the plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. Three, and they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, had they for mortar. Four, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the Lord, which the children of men build. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have one language, and this is the big, this they begin to do, and now nothing will restrain them, which they have imagined to do. Amen. Bible says God confounded their language and in eight God scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth and they left off to build the city so they couldn't build the city God scattered them so there is strength in unity and as we come together today I want us to come with one heart with one spirit and you know agree together for a miracle that is the miracle of the fruit of the womb or whatever it is you're, I don't know what you're trusting God for but God is more than able to do it, and he will do it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. So this happened, you know, the story of the Tower of Babel. And then verse 10, even on that same Genesis 11, the Bible talks about these are the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old, and he begat, begat Aphrahaxed two years after the flood. And Terah lived seven. So Terah actually, you know, came from the lineage of, of Shem, one of the children of Noah. And what am I talking about? I'm just talk, taking us to where all these things, the, the thing about unfruitfulness, barrenness, actually, you know, appeared. Terah lived 70 years and he became Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. 
The Bible says in 27, and these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity. In 29 says, and Abraham and Noah took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Noah's wife, Milcah. The name of Noah's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, and the father of Milcah. On and on and on. Three, 30 says, but Sarai was barren. She had no children. Praise the Lord. That's where I'm actually going, going to. Amen. How everything, you know, from one stage to the other. I said, so where did barren, where did it actually, you know, first appear in the Bible? It appeared with the story of Sarai and Abraham. I said, but Sarai was barren. She had no child. So what happened along the line? And then in 31, and Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Aaron his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife. And they went forth with them from all to the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt. So they went, you know, on and on from one city to, the, to another city. Later, Terah died. We know the story of Abraham and Lot, you know, these... Um, what do we call his, his, his nephew or something? So they were together. They left together. And finally, of course, they had to depart after there were some quarrels, you know, some misunderstanding between the two families. So they had to go their separate ways. And this was where, you know, the story of Abraham actually, you know, was now much more, you know, talked about. Abraham was a special person with God. We know his story. And later on, of course, Abraham said, oh, God, you know, this is happening. I'm of old age. I do not even have a, ch a child and all that. We know what happened. Um, Sarah offered her maid to him. And of course, later on, the maid started being <laughs> pompous and all that. And, you know, she, she regretted doing that. But God had promised that um, Sarah, you're going, to have a, you're going to have a child. And what happened along the line? God changed their names. And another thing I discovered in this, in this journey, sometimes, you know, you have to relocate when you're, sometimes maybe where you are, God wants you to move to another place. That is where he's going to do that thing. And it's my prayer that God will order our steps. As many as are trusting God for the foot of the womb, maybe you are trusting God and you've been trusting him for a while, maybe five years, 10 years. Maybe God is asking you to relocate. Last, the last time we shared, you know, we talked about, you know, different things that, you know, God you, you, you can do, you know, to align even with the word of God. There are no rules, there are no regulations, but number one, we always talk about, number one is prayer. And one thing I've discovered is in, in this journey, you know, there are different reasons. Some might be, maybe it might be a medical reason, it might be a spiritual reason. Whatever reason it is, it is still prayer. Amen. We still have to pray. Sometimes it's spiritual warfare. Sometimes you have to war in the spirit. Sometimes you have to sit down and hear from God. That God, what are you saying concerning this situation? And he will, he will direct you. The Bible says, The daughter wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. So sometimes you have to wait on God. Okay, God, I've, I've done this, I've done that. The Bible says, I've been, Okay, I've done everything I can do. What exactly are you saying? Praise the Lord. And God will talk to your heart. Even concerning that situation that you are, you're looking unto the Lord, that God, he looks so big before you. And you've been on it for a long time. Sometimes, you know, you said, we've been on this mountain for too long. But God is saying, move forward. So that mountain that you've been on for too long, God is saying, move forward. But if you do not know what to do, 
God himself will direct you. But you have to stay in the place of prayer. You have to stay in the place of quietness. That, so that you would hear what he's saying. Amen? You want to hear him clearly. Yeah, there are times we take steps. The Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. And even, even as you take those steps with a sincere heart, the Bible says God sees the heart. He says if we've been the heart, when, when, you, when, the, when we are willing and obedient, God will say God will grant you the desires of your heart. So you have to be willing and obedient. God that sees the heart will meet you at the point of your need in the mighty name of Jesus. So as well as I trust in the Lord this morning, I, it's my prayer that God himself will visit that person, will visit that sister, will visit that brother in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says the word of our God is forever settled. He's not a man that he will lie. He's not a son of man that he will repent. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 21 verse 1, Oh, I would, I would, I'll read Genesis 18.10 first. 18.10 said, And he said, I will certainly return according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent which was behind him. Genesis 21.1 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord said, did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare a son in his, in his old age. And Abraham, and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. Praise the Lord. So I believe that no matter what it is, whatever the situation is, God himself is able to do exceedingly abundantly above in the mighty name of Jesus. God will visit those wombs in the name of Jesus. God will, God will visit them. You that are saying, ah, when, is, when, when will it be? When, when, when am I going to have children? You're saying it right now that when, when? I've been waiting on the Lord for too long, Lord. When are you going to do it? God himself is visiting you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Those wombs are coming alive in the name of Jesus. Those wombs are aligning with the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, none shall be barren. In the name of Jesus, barrenness is far from you in the mighty name of Jesus. We terminate that spirit in the name of Jesus. Every medical report that is not of God, we nullify today in the mighty name of Jesus. Rima Yes, that letter, I don't know what it is. Whatever report that is not of God will nullify. It says, whose report shall we believe? We believe the report of the Lord. We stand upon the report of the Lord that says that you are fruitful, that you will multiply, and you will have dominion. That is what the word of God says. So the word of God brings down every other word in the name of Jesus Christ. That so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. Receive your twins, receive your triplets, whatever it is you're trusting God for, it comes to you now in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, I'll just go on to the story of Anna, another woman in the Bible trust, that trusted God for the fruit of the womb. Here, I just want to talk about focusing on God. That we should put our focus on God, no matter what it is that people throw at us. People will throw things at you. Oh, what's going on? But you said you're serving the Lord, this and that. But the most important thing for you to do is focus on God. And Hannah was being, was being taunted by um, um, Penina, the other wife of, of her husband. But God, when she now took her focus, because she, the Bible says she would cry, she would lament and all that. But when she now took her focus off this woman, when she now took her focus off the medical report, when she now took her focus off what people are saying, 
When she now took her focus on what people are, I don't know what, you know, my family is saying. When she now focused on God, and she now said, God, give me a child, and I will give this child back to you. Hallelujah. She got to that level where, she, you know, she just, she arose above whatever situation she was going through. That is God, where God is calling us to arise above the situation. It's not by power, it's not by might, but it's just by his spirit. But God is saying this morning that I should arise. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. And God will meet you at the very point of your need. Focus on God. When you focus on him, you will not lose your target. Your target is to have that child. To carry your own Samuel, to carry your own Esther. So focus on him. Do not focus on the problem. The problem will just be getting bigger and bigger. But our God is bigger than the problem. Our God is bigger than that situation you are going through. Whatever it is this morning, begin to bring it before the Lord. Begin to bring it before your maker. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We thank you because your word is forever settled. We thank you because you are a God of fruitfulness. We thank you because your thoughts for us are thoughts of good, not of evil, oh God. We thank you because your thoughts for us, Father Lord, are settled. Your word is powerful. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We receive those children with thanksgiving this morning, oh God. Every yoke is destroyed. Every burden is lifted this morning in the name of Jesus. Begin to receive that which God has brought. Begin to receive, I received this morning. Why don't you talk to God this morning? I don't know what it is. You are, it might not be the fruit of the womb this morning, but whatever it is you are trusting God for, why don't you say, Father, I received this morning. I receive that spiritual gift. I receive that financial gift. I receive that physical gift. In the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. Healing, yes. Maybe some are trusting God for healing this morning. But on the of Jesus, you are healed. Spiritually, you are healed. Emotionally, you are healed. Financially, you are healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of yes. Arise, arise, arise from that sick bed. Rema Santos, Kenebo Santos, Yes, that one. Yes, arise from that sickness. Arise in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we bless you this morning. We give you all the glory and all the praise. Blessed, blessed be your holy name, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah.